Stop trying to make Shrewentines happen, Becky. It's not going to happen. Hello, we are here with Sun Sounds of Arizona in Flagstaff, Arizona, and welcome to episode 26 of Untamed Shrews Women Talk Theater, presented by the Flagstaff Shakespeare Festival. I'm Becky. And I'm Hannah. And I'm Dawn. Welcome to our Month of Love episode. Yay, it's February! (laughs) Um, But before we get into our regular monthly check-in, I thought it would be good just to sort of reintroduce ourselves. This is episode 26, so for anyone that is new to the Shrew Crew and maybe didn't listen to our Meet the Shrews episode very early on, just a little bit about us so you know who you're listening to. Uh, So my name is Hannah Fonts. Obviously, I am one of the shrews. Um, I also produce this podcast. So I do all of our editing and our marketing and all of that fun behind the scenes stuff. Um, by day, I'm the marketing director at Flagstaff Shakespeare Festival. And I'm also an actor. Um, I'm an aerialist. Uh, you know, I, I kind of do a lot of uh, different theater things. I costume design sometimes, choreograph. I've directed in the past. So I've kind of done it all. Um, I've lived in Flagstaff for about six years now, but before that I went to school in Utah, grew up in California, so I am a South, Southwest, (laughs) West Coast gal. Um, yeah, and, uh, I love being one of the shrews and I love you gals and, uh, yeah, that's a bit about me. Cool. My name is Becky. Um, I am an actor with Flagstaff Shakespeare Festival, former production manager. I'm an actor, stage manager, company manager, uh, theater admin, um, administrator. Um, I'm also an aerialist. Um, I've been in Flagstaff. Uh, I like to say I've been here off and on since 2019, mm-hmm. uh, but most recently since 2000. Oh my God, I was going to say 2001. 2001. <laughs> <laughs> wow. In uh, 2021, um, in April was kind of when I made my like official unofficial move. Yeah, I I've lived um, kind of all over, uh, working with theater companies um, in like Montana, Colorado, Florida. New York. Um, I was a stage manager for the international tour of West Side Story from 2016 to 2018. So cool. Yeah, thank you. Um, yeah. Dawn? Hey, I'm Dawn. I'm the executive director of Flagstaff Shakespeare Festival. Um, I'm also an aerialist. I teach trapeze. And I'm a mom to a very gregarious one-year-old mm. and also a wife and I think my husband is going to walk through this door any second so sorry if that happens he has no <laughs> idea I'm in his office oh, using God. his computer to zoom you <laughs> so but <laughs> find out what else I do I mean I've done a little bit of everything in theater over the years but I've been strictly admin side of things for quite a while I handle all of our really boring stuff (laughs) that is required to make theater (laughs) lots of spreadsheets i've been in like five different spreadsheets just this morning scandalous (laughs) (laughs) oh the husband has arrived (laughs) hello shonald you're a part of the shrews do you want to say anything to the shrew crew sean what do you want to say to the Shrew Crew, Sean? Uh, Shrew Crew, you are a beloved bunch. Uh, what, did, what did we say? What did, what did we say at the Shrew right. birthday party? He's Daddy Shrew. No, Shrew Daddy. Shrew, <laughs> Shrew Daddy. Welcome, Sean. Shrew Daddy. Bye, Shrew Daddy. Bye. <laughs> 
so silly. Oh boy. Um, well, yay. Yeah, that's those are the shrews. So if you're new here, that's uh, that's who you're listening to. Uh, we we're just we're just talking. We <laughs> I mean, we are professionals in the field, but also, you know, we're just giving our opinions and our thoughts and uh, hopefully yeah. they're helpful to some of you. <laughs> um, so that's what we're doing here. What's new with you, Don? Right. Wow, what is new with me? Um, I feel like almost nothing is new. Everything's the same. <laughs> um, no. That's okay. We have some super exciting news about the summer season, and I can't tell the true crew what it is yet. <gasps> what? But so we have some good stuff. You oh, heard no. it this morning. Oh, yay! You heard it this morning. You already know. You're you're on the inside. Wait, I thought you meant the two at uh, Hannah and I, and I was like, wait, you can't even tell Hannah. <laughs> <laughs> like, we might be able to announce it by March. I think so. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. well, next, next episode, hopefully we can tell you, but I just feel like things have been going really well at flag shakes. Um, it's so funny. Cause I really do feel like the, um, the burnout episode was a total turning point. Yeah. <laughs> just, it's been great. So, um, we're, we have Jim Warren coming back to direct, which Woo-hoo. is super exciting. We have Kelsey Hans coming back to stage manage. Woo-hoo. We've just secured a very exciting venue. Um, we're under our festival tent, but in a very exciting location. And yeah, I just feel like things are going really well and I'm, I'm super jazzed. We just got a surprise grant, totally thrilled about it. So I think those are my big updates. Otherwise, you know, just like mom in and trying to decide if I'm ever going to have a second baby or if that's the worst idea I ever had. And, you know, (laughs) all the things I said last last time still stand. (laughs) That's great. Yeah, I will jump on that as part of as part of my check-in, Flag Shakes is feeling very um, smooth right now, which is great. Yes, things have been feeling like knock on all the wood, but things have been feeling very smooth. Um, and it's been a really good reset time, um, you know, in this time that we're not technically producing. I mean, we are producing and I'll, that'll be part of my check-in. But, uh, you know, it's more quiet right now. So we're really like just like getting down to brass tacks. Like mm-hmm. the four of us um, on the Flag Shakes team are like really focusing on like what is my job and let me do that job really well. Um, I've also feel like I've had a lot of fun focusing on auditions. Obviously we did our audition episode and I really hit the ground running with auditions and every single day I felt like I really stuck to it. I work on a monologue or I send an email or I, uh, you know, edit something or whatever it happens to be. I feel like I've been doing really good about keeping up on my auditions and networking and stuff. My big update is that we are doing my uh, one woman cabaret in March, which is very exciting. And uh, yeah, so honestly, hopefully by the time this episode drops, tickets are sold out. It's one night only (laughs) and tickets are going. So um, we're doing pretty good. They're moving pretty swiftly. So hopefully it's sold out by the time this episode (laughs) drops. If it isn't, then please buy your ticket. But um, I wrote a cabaret about my life and uh, telling some stories and singing some songs. And what's also exciting about that is uh, I am also taking the show to Island Shakespeare Festival. So we are doing it here at Flag Shakes, but I'm also joining some of my gal pals at Island Shakespeare Festival in Whidbey Island in Washington. So I will be gone for much of March slash doing the show much of March. Um, So those are kind of my things. Uh, Just working through lots of self-work and working on acting and yeah, Yeah. (laughs) audition season. So how about you? Um, Well, I wanted to just touch base with the 
going back to like the auditions episode, yeah. um, I just wanted to mention she didn't ask me to do this, but Christine Schmidla, mm-hmm. um, who has a, a business, um, words, words, words. She, if you need a refresher, or if you want to work a new piece, um, you want to find a Shakespeare monologue, she could definitely help you with that. Um, she's at verse-words.com. Um, I don't have a whole lot to update. Um or at least, like, maybe not a whole lot that I want to update. I guess I do want to say, like, although I do feel, like, on the whole okay, I do feel like I – I just feel like I am behind, and I am, like, behind my peers in this moment because I can't be working on my craft in the way that Mm. I want to. Yeah. And or the work that I do (laughs) on work on my craft, I can't, like – yeah, I just feel very limited in – like the auditions that I can do because I still am in treatment. Yeah. And I mean, for a lot of it, or I feel like I have a mentality of like, just audition and I'll figure it out later. Mm-hmm. But I feel like the figuring it out later, like, I just already feel like it's going to be a no, like mm-hmm. on my end. So it's like, well, why am I even putting in this work? Mm-hmm. Um, so if you did get a job, you'd have to yeah, maybe turn it down. Yeah. And like, that's not necessarily the case, of course. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, I'm just – but I that's just how I'm feeling. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, so I just feel like I'm behind or, like, I'm missing a step or – yeah, so. I'm sorry you feel that way. Have you ever considered producing your own work or f- focusing on I a mean, work that's only your own? Maybe, maybe yeah. consider that. And I hear that. And that is something that I've considered. It's just not, like – it's not maybe what I feel called to do. To. Yeah. You know? And – yeah, Which like, you have to want to do it. Yeah, like, yeah. I just, I want to be in a rehearsal room with, yeah. like, a director working on a script. Like, w- like you know, and, I mean, that's not to say I won't do that because I have thought about it. And, I mean, I've very tangentially thought about, like, oh, maybe I write, like, just a five-minute stand-up piece and, like, yeah. see how that goes. Try totally. it out at the foundry. So, I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying I'm not going to do it, but it's just, like. It's different. Like, I just, I feel stuck. Like, physically stuck. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah, absolutely. Because, yeah. like, how can I do a show if I can't leave Flagstaff, if I can't yeah, do this, that? Yeah. yeah. Or if I can, like, is a company going to want to work with me? Like, hey, I might need to leave every three weeks. Yeah. You know? Like, I'll be back, but, like, you might need to give me Wednesdays off. You know, like, type thing. Yeah. Um, I mean, I would hope that they would. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. So. I don't know. That actually brings up a very interesting point. Like, you know, uh, hiring regardless of religion, race, creed, yeah. parental status, etc. Yeah. I wonder if there's something, this is a larger question. Yeah. But like, I wonder if there's something that should be included, you know, that um, reasonable so, accommodation should like yeah. cover that kind of stuff. So like, I mean, I'm not, um, I don't consider myself disabled. Like, I don't think this is a disability. Yeah. Um, but like, that is something that like yeah. would be covered. Um, but I mean, legally, like, I you can't fire somebody from a, for a medical diagnosis and you can't yeah. not hire them for a medical like for a medical yeah. thing. Yeah, like if you want to say like hey, like we want to hire new moms and we'll give you the time to yeah. um, nurse your baby during the show. Like where like it, are they going to draw a line at oh, we can't uh let you leave for a day to go to a medical appointment. Sorry. Yeah. Like is there a line? Like I don't think there should be a line. No, yeah. Um but yeah, it's just like things that I've been thinking about and cuz it's like you Obviously, you don't have to um, disclose anything you don't want to disclose, yeah. but disclosing something helps your employer help you. Yeah. But then hopefully that doesn't backfire, you know? So these are these are the things going on in my brain right yeah. now. And like, so I'm part of some Facebook groups, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, so like p- either posting in 
the breast cancer specific Facebook groups and or yeah. um, some theater groups. Yeah. But I don't know. I'm still scared of like, I just don't want anyone to think that like they can't hire me because of this because yeah. that's not true. Like, or for somebody to say, oh, she's probably busy or, oh, she probably doesn't want can't to. do this or yeah. blah, blah, blah. And it's like, no, no, no. Like, I don't, I definitely don't want that. Like, let's have a conversation and let me like make mm. my decision, you know? Yeah. Um, then I think, gal, you should yeah. go for those auditions. Every single one you yeah. want to do, you should do. Yeah. I think if you want to do it, you should do it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I think you should go for it. Thanks. I'm sorry you feel stuck, though. Thanks. <sighs> yeah. Well, love you so much. <laughs> Thank you. By the way, Dawn had to leave. So it's just me and Becky checking in We're now. Just... All righty. Well, jumping on over to the meat of the episode. Today, um, happy February, my Thank gals. You. Um, because it is, you know, Valentine's month, um, we thought we would do a sort of episode of love. Uh, so it's going to span all of our first loves surrounding theater or just our favorites slash our loves within the theater space and why we love theater and maybe how we got started, things like that, uh, just to celebrate why we do this, you yeah. know, like especially the burnout episode, you know, we have to remind ourselves why we do love what we do <laughs> um, and that, you know, we are so blessed to be working in this space, even though it's so hard. Um, but ultimately, you know, we do it because we love it. So I think a great place to start would be why maybe like our first experience with theater or like our first role, maybe not necessarily like our the one we love the most, but like, what was the thing we did that like really got us into it? So did we see a play? Did we do a play? Um, so for me, I grew up um, watching, my mom really loved like golden era movie musicals. So I grew up like watching all of those. And I remember watching Seven Brides for Seven Brothers as a kiddo, um, which it, nowadays, uh, you know, a little bit of a problematic show. <laughs> I've never seen it, but really? I trust you. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. yeah, it's about men stealing women oh, because yeah. they won't marry them. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's problematic. <laughs> okay. And then they keep them on top of a mountain for a whole winter. But of course, they fall in love with them. So it all oh. ends up in the end. But very Stockholm Syndrome. Yeah. Um, so anyway, I, you know, I grew up watching... Uh, you know, those movie musicals, those famous movie musicals, South Pacific, Carousel, Oklahoma. So that like definitely is in my brain as like a first love and, and kind of why I got started. But um, actually for me, the reason I got into theater, um, it was actually through church. Um, I was, you know, uh, in youth group and stuff as a kiddo in, in kids church. And I was always very outgoing, very talkative. And they were doing, you know, every single Christmas, they did like a little mini production, you know, of the birth of Jesus. And I was like five. And I think that one of my like Sunday school teachers just noticed that I was like outgoing and loud and she was like, and talkative. And she was like, she approached me and my parents and they were like, do you, do you think she'd be willing to play Mary in our like little, you know, nativity play? And I was like, of course. So technically that's the first role I ever played. The OG role. I was Mary in our nativity. Um, so that was my, my, Damn. the reason I like <laughs> sort of caught the theater bug. How about you guys? Well, I, I mean, I had no idea about theater. My family is not um, theatrically <laughs> minded <Inclined>. or artistically <laughs> really at all. Uh, they're pretty like salt of the earth people. But my dad 
um, had a copy of the complete works of William Shakespeare and complete works of Bernard Shaw. And I pulled Romeo and Juliet down off of his shelf and I read Romeo and Juliet and I was like, what the heck is this? Um, you know, I like, I love the dialogue. I love the action. I had to that point never seen a play. Um, so I was really like jazzed. And then my mom took me to American Players Theater and we like ushered and sat on the hill for free. And, um, we saw As You Like It. And I'll just never forget the woman who played Helena was just so good and so amazing. And, but I remember her talking directly to me at one point and I was just like, she's speaking to me. Like Deborah Staples also, I'll never forget her name. (laughs) I was like, okay, like that's it. And, um, I made my parents transfer me from the like private tiny Christian school I was in to public school so that I could audition for Oliver. And my first role was a lady of the night in Oliver at like as a 10 year old. (laughs) Again, a little problematic, Um, (laughs) but also I couldn't, I can't sing. I still can't sing. I can't carry a tune to save my life, but I'm really loud. (laughs) Um, So I, every time I've been cast in a musical, the, director very quickly realizes the enormous mistake that they've made <laughs> and asks me to lip sync to happen more than once. So, um, so I didn't have any lines in Oliver and I didn't sing in Oliver. Um, so I was just on the stage. like dressed as a 13 year old uh, sex worker and okay. <laughs> running around stage. Um, but I was thrilled and I loved it. I mean, before that at my Christian school, I like took the scripts like I remember taking like Bernard Shaw's Catherine the Great and like trying to get all of my like eighth grade uh classmates to do like Catherine the Great on the playground with me and <laughs> getting in a lot of trouble with admin being oh, like shoot. can't do the show and so wow. the instant I realized theater was a thing I was like oh my gosh I'm this like it. this ha- has yeah. to be my life yeah. um but it it wasn't until I was it wasn't until later in life that I even saw a play let alone understood that I could like do that as a job um and I used to also make my cousins like reenact um scenes from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles (laughs) on this like stairwell that my grandparents had so it was like almost like a stage because we would perform like up on the you know like um what do you call it like landing and I'd make everyone sit at the bottom (laughs) and I would like take the vacuum cleaner and it would like be the villain and we would have to like reenact (laughs) and so like I didn't even know what it was but I was like this has to be a thing that one can do I have to know because the best part about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is the pizza (laughs) did you eat pizza I mean, like we would pretend to eat pizza. Yeah, okay, that's good. But not like in the play. Yeah, <laughs> that's. So I love that so much. Cute. Okay. What about you, Becky? How about you? Yeah. Um, I remember I saw um a show at my synagogue, and I must have been like I don't know first or second grade, and the show was Lil Abner, <laughs> but I was just like that that's looks funny. like something I want to do. I was Such like that fun. looks like so much fun. Like, and I turned to my mom and I said like I want to do that, and she said well they like they had auditions for this, so I'm sure they'll have them like again next year or or whatnot, and then. Yeah, and then my first show was Fiddler on the Roof. Mm. And yeah, I guess I was in third or fourth grade. And just from there, it was like, this is what I want to do. Who'd you play in Fiddler? Uh, Town's daughter. A a, a (laughs) child. One of the the daughters. Yeah. The daughter. Yeah. (laughs) Um, You know that role, Town's daughter. Yeah. (laughs) 
I was a town mama yeah. at one point, so you know. Yeah, yeah. You'll hit you'll hit every uh every role. <laughs> yeah. In at your some career. point in your life on Fiddler, you can play everybody. Yeah. Um but I would I just remember like we were in rehearsals and like we were rehearsing the opening number and I like tried to like position myself next to the guy who was playing Tevya because I was like if everyone is looking at Tevya and I'm next to him oh, then people will yes. look at me cute <laughs> and I was like a very shy right. kid like I was not like I need to be the center spot like <laughs> whatever like I was not like I feel like Hannah you were saying you were like loud and talkative and I was the very opposite oh. but for some reason like theater just brought it out of you yeah or like yeah even just like being on stage even if that's not who I was like off stage I don't know you know interesting (laughs) yeah no because we had kind of different experiences you saw a thing and you were like I want to do that whereas someone else saw me and said I think you could do this yeah Yeah. so it's just like kind of different different um yeah avenues in and Don read it and said what is this I want to do this yeah (laughs) which is really unusual completely different entrance yeah (laughs) yeah I think especially reading is because you didn't see the active theater. You just read a play. Yeah. So that's kind of unusual. Yeah, but I could, you know, I was such an avid reader and my dad was such an avid reader and I could picture it. Yeah. Like, but I think what I loved about it was it was like, oh, no one's telling me what to picture. It's just dialogue. Yeah. Like, I'm yeah. imagining everything. Like, how cool is this? Yeah. Like, I thought it was amazing. Yeah, <laughs> I love that so much. Wow. Yeah. Oh, theater. It's yeah. so, I think so fondly. Wow. <laughs> and I mean, at least for me, like growing up, like that was my thing, you know, like I did every youth production I could do. And like, yeah. that was who I was. Like that was my, that was where all of my friends were from. And that was like the clubs I did. And that was what, like what yeah. I did on, you know, um, all of my time off. And yeah. that's like who really created, yeah. like yeah. it created who I was. Yeah. You like know? I was not a sports kid. Yeah. I was a theater kid. <laughs> Absolutely. I tried to be a sports kid yeah. and it did not work out. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Well, then, similarly, what was like our f- favorite play, or maybe what's just our our, our favorite play now? Um, I I kind of mentioned, you know, for uh, Seven Brides is like something that I think of very fondly, and it makes me think of like my home and watching it so much and like my whole family can quote it like (laughs) basically like beginning to end can quote that 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 musical especially with musicals I'm kind of out of the game now when I was Hmm. in musical theater school I was discovering new musicals all the time and now that I'm like in the world uh, I just don't necessarily have as much access but I remember um, a show that really I adored in college was Dear Evan Hansen. Mm-hmm. I loved it so much. And I remember also when Hamilton came out, I was in yeah. musical theater school when that came out. So, you know, the havoc that ensued there <laughs> when <laughs> Hamilton came out. But what's my current favorite show? It's a hard question. It is a hard question. Yeah. Um, I mean, of course, I always, I mean, all of the Shakespeare's I I love well, what's my go-to? I, I love anything. I love girl power musicals. So I would say <laughs> I, I don't necessarily have one favorite player musical, but I have like a genre. So I love Heather's Six Mean Girls. Like, I just love a musical yeah. that makes me feel like a bad bitch. So <laughs> I love them. And those are the kinds I, if I just like need to pick me up, those are the ones I listen to. Or if I'm like working out or doing yeah. aerial, like those are the ones I listen to. The uh, Legally Blonde, like those, just like the ones that make you feel 
feel good. Yeah, like, feel good. And pump you up. <laughs> are really obviously fun to sing and fun to listen to. So those are my faves. But I yeah. also love a good golden era musical. You guys know that. Yeah. I love uh, South Pacific and yeah, uh, Oklahoma. Like they're just classics and they're classics for a reason. Yeah. Um, so I love those a lot. Um, yeah. So I'd say like my main ones are Shakespeare, golden era musicals, <laughs> and uh, girl power musicals. <laughs> Fuck Mary Kill. <laughs> Shakespeare, <laughs> Golden Era Musicals, Girl Power. You don't have no, to figure it out. <laughs> wait. Oh, but it's such a good one. Okay. Okay. Well, <laughs> probably um, oh, Mary. Oh, no. Uh, okay. Mary <laughs> Shakespeare. <laughs> F Girl Power Musicals. No, okay. I mean, I I think kill Golden Era musicals. I don't know. I don't like it, but I I'll go with it. <laughs> I'm not happy with it, but I'm not going to be happy with any options. So yeah. <laughs> that's what I'll have to go with for now. <laughs> How about you guys? First loves plays or favorite plays right now? I mean, I already talked about mine, which was RNJ. Yeah. I have the opposite sentiment about musicals. I <laughs> cannot stand to listen to musical music unless I'm in the musical. Yeah. Like, it was always such a, like, weird thing growing up as, like, you know, especially, like, high school and college, once I really got into theater, like, all theater parties and all theater people are like, let's put on Avenue Q. And I'm yeah. like, if I have to listen to <laughs> one more time, I will. Lose my so mind. like, I, I just never got that. It was yeah. really interesting, except Fiddler on the Roof. I can listen to the soundtrack really? from Fiddler oh, on the Roof. That's random. <laughs> of all the shows. Yeah. I know. Isn't that weird? And like, I fell in love with Hades Town mm-hmm. as mm-hmm. a soundtrack. Like it was, because it was released as like, yeah, like a know, concept album. A, yeah, concept album before it was a musical. So I've listened to that one a lot. Well, any um, folksy really musical, like I am behind. Yeah. I can listen to yeah, a folk folksy musical musicals. all day long, like once or something. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, so sure. good. Yeah. I love those kind of things. And I like musicals when I'm sitting watching them. Right. I just can't stand like the. You don't just play not, the yeah. discography yeah. of a musical like <laughs> as you're cleaning. Yeah. Which yeah. a lot of theater people do. They just yes. like play it yeah. and sing along. Yeah. Like, love it. But um, not not my jam. Um, yeah, I I guess like favorite. If I had like a favorite play, it's always been Othello. Mm -hmm. I could read that play over and over and over again. Um, I just love it. I think it's beautifully written. My favorite monologue from a play is put out the light and then put out the light. Like it's so gorgeous and it's it's. I mean, to me, it's like um it's a grief monologue so I know he's about to kill Desdemona like he's making his own decision there but to me like just I've had so many losses in life and when I read that play the beautiful thing about that monologue is that like it's really expressing like Mm. the depth of human grief yeah um you you can't like you can't relight that candle you can't bring that person back you can't like it's it's so lovely so I really love that one I loved the musical Peter Pan growing up, specifically with Mary Martin as Peter Pan. Um, Yeah, I just have like, yeah, just good nostalgia thinking about that. Yeah. Is that the one with, because there's so many different versions of Mm -hmm. Peter Pan. Is that the musical version? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I haven't watched that since I was young, so I don't know uh, maybe how it holds up today. (laughs) Just going to put that out there. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like I said, Seven Brides is still very fond to me, but also problematic. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, and I do love, I mean, trying to pick, yeah, like a favorite show is so hard. So hard. Um, but I you do, also go through seasons. Yeah, yeah. Or And sometimes it's like, whatever show I'm currently working on, that's my favorite because it's like <laughs> yeah. I'm so immersed in it. Um, but I do, yeah, I have a special, uh, there's a special place in my heart for a Midsummer Night's Dream. Mm, of course. Yeah. Yeah. You just can't go wrong with chaos and fairies. <laughs> like, you just chaos can't. And fairies, yeah. <laughs> well, something that I was thinking of when we picked this topic in terms of first loves was like first stage crush of somebody who like mm-hmm. I saw on stage and was like, I'm in love with you. Yes. Um, Philadelphia actor. Uh, yeah. Like he – I must have been in – high school and I think he was probably in college but I remember like seeing him in some shows and just being like oh my god he is so funny he's so cute <laughs> any show that he was in like I would watch I would go to that show um like <laughs> you were yeah. a groupie <laughs> yeah <laughs> he does not know who I am would not know who I am didn't know who I am <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, that's like the start of an incredible love story. What if you were just like, hey, sir, like slide into his DMs, slide into that dude's DMs yeah. and just be yeah. like, hi, um, listen to this You're episode. Amazing. Yeah. yeah. I wonder oh, what he's up to now. He, well, I know what he's up to now. Oh my gosh. He's- <laughs> Because he married um, another Philadelphia oh, actor, shoot. and now they're like this powerhouse couple. Oh, he's um, off the market. Yeah, but he's—I mean, I full circle. When I, the only show I've ever seen at the Utah Shakespeare Festival, which oh. was in 2021, he was in it with his wife. So you can probably deduce who it is. I, I mean, think, I feel like I could say it. It doesn't oh, really matter. But do. <laughs> it's Michael Doherty. Ugh, yeah. I also <laughs> have the hugest crush on Michael Doherty. Yeah. Oh my yeah. gosh. Well, I went to so. SUU, so I watched him like six seasons in a row, and yeah. I was like, I am obsessed with this yeah guy. it's because he's hilarious yeah he's also like yeah. such a sweet guy yeah like he and i don't know each other but like you know we've been at the same parties and stuff so yeah. i've like seen it's him the same like tangential circles right like we, run, like we run in the same circles <laughs> and wow yes do i also have a yeah. crush on him yeah he's so funny oh, yeah i love that so much uh <laughs> speaking of uh so like kind of similar like my favorite shows we've seen is one of the other topics i wanted to cover and like One of the shows that I just recently saw that brought me so much joy, I went to Utah Shakes this summer and I saw Clue and wow, did that show surprise me. Like it was, I laughed so hard and sometimes you just need a play that brings you joy. Like I love Shakespeare so much and I can watch King Lear and like, you know, Coriolanus, whatever, (laughs) like that's awesome. But also Clue was so funny. It like the world of the play was so well built. Like the the set, the costumes, the acting style, the the comedy, the timing of the comedy, the music, the movement. It was just yeah. so well curated and it was just so fun. And Michael Doherty was in that. Oh, great. He yeah. played Mr. Green. Okay. Um, Wait, sorry. I also, I need to specify, I did not go to see this show because he was in it. That was the show that I picked to see and he happened, happened to, to be in it. I just but you don't want him to think I've been like stalking him for 10 years. <laughs> but also, stalk Michael Doherty. Anyone who isn't stalking Michael Doherty. Also, Michael Doherty, do you want to be on our podcast? Yeah. I'm going to reach out listening? to you. Send this episode because to him. You're hilarious, and I'd love to have you on the pod. So honestly, sending him an email. Great. Manifesting it. <laughs> Manifesting Michael Doherty on the, pod- on the podcast. Um, Don, do you have a favorite play you've seen recently, or just a play that 
brought you so much joy or happiness when you saw it wow it's so hard because I like I feel like I never see shows yeah it's tough Um, yeah the last thing I saw was hair at San Diego's (laughs) old club when I was very pregnant with Blake (laughs) um and uh it was good but again it's like it's like it's a music I didn't realize how much Shakespeare was in that he does an entire monologue from Hamlet Oh, as a song. So I thought that was kind of cool that just like, you know, out of nowhere. And it was at San Diego Old Globe, obviously. So I should have expected it. But yeah, I don't know if I have a favorite, like a recent favorite that I've seen. I mean, honestly, I loved our importance of being earnest last summer. So freaking much. Yeah, (laughs) so funny. Um, I might have a favorite director and it might be James (laughs) (laughs) Kubrick. love I yeah, love what yeah. he does yeah um you know recently he's like I want to direct Hedda Gobbler and I was like I want to produce your Hedda Gobbler <laughs> of course <laughs> he does well what's cool about James is like so his theater company tier five like what they I think their slogan I might butcher it is bringing history into the now is that what it is that's like something close to what their slogan is and that's totally what james does like he does these classic stories or these classic plays and makes them so now and makes them hilarious and fun and like so accessible and reachable to a modern audience yeah Uh, yeah i love what james does well i have a favorite not maybe the favorite show I've seen, but favorite theater moment. Ooh, yes. And I feel like you gals probably know this story. It's from Come From Away and um, very emotional moment. And actually shout out to Jesse Baxter. I don't know if he listens to this podcast, but he uh, is an actor that used to work with Flag Shakes. Hi, Hi handsome. <laughs> um, he has thoughts on Jesse Baxter. He's like, I love him, even though I've never met him. Um, so Jesse Baxter and I, when I was in New York a couple years ago, uh, he and I met up and saw Come From Away. And uh I had one of the most emotional theater moments of my life in this play. So Come From Away is about um, 9-11, but it's kind of from the other perspective. So Come From Away follows what they call the plain people. So, you know, when 9-11 first happened, you know, they grounded all of the planes because obviously they didn't know what was going on. They didn't want anything to continue. So they grounded all the planes and all these people that were on these planes were not allowed to get off the planes. So these planes landed like at the closest airport they could. So they immediately came down from the air and these people had to stay on these planes for like 24 hours. And then they got moved off the planes and into like hotels and schools and like community centers because they couldn't get these people home because airspace was closed. Yeah. And sorry, I just want to specify yeah. that Come From Away is specifically set in Newfoundland. So oh, it's not yeah. like they're in a big city and they can't just like go to ho- a hotel or something. Yes. So yeah. in this certain show, this plane, these planes have landed in Newfoundland. And um, so they sit on these planes. And when they finally get moved from the planes, to a like community center they're sitting on these buses and you know like these planes are coming from all over the place so people speak all these different languages and some of these people don't speak english because they're not necessarily uh meaning to land in newfoundland (laughs) they were on their way other places and um in the story of the show uh there's this group of people 
that is a little afraid to get off this bus. So the bus has taken them from the planes and uh, they don't speak English. They're trying to encourage them to get off the bus into this community center, but they see people dressed in Salvation Army uniforms, which look like military uniforms. And these people are very nervous about getting off these planes because they're like, they truly don't know what's going on. Like they're being shuttled off of like this mysterious bus into this mysterious location. They don't know what's happening. And this, the bus driver doesn't know how to like guarantee them that it is safe. And um, so they know that these people have a Bible in their hands. And although their Bible is written in a different language, obviously the books of the Bible and the numbers are the same. So he turns to Philippians 4, 6, which is be anxious for nothing. And although he can't he can't speak the language. He points at Philippians 4, 6 to try to tell him it's going to be okay. Yeah. Don't be anxious. You're going to be safe. And the people read this verse and they trust them and they get off the plane or they get off the bus. And I like lost my mind because it was, of course, like this beautiful theater moment, but also as a Christian, like this beautiful moment of like, you know, the Bible bringing people together across, you know, different uh, communities and yeah. backgrounds and, and and uh, languages. And so that's like my favorite theater moment that like I've never been able to get out of my head and it just sticks with me. Um, and it's just so beautiful. Um, and also I highly recommend Come From Away. It's a very beautiful show. Yeah. <laughs> um, my sister-in-law at the time was one of those people on the plane. And so Whoa. we got, she's not in the play, but we got to hear when she got back and she said it was quite amazing because wow. people, she said they opened their homes and yeah. it was just the entire community just came in yeah. and took care of 7,000 plus people and, yeah. and, and made sure that they were housed and fed and warm. And yeah, yeah. it's yeah. just amazing. Specifically in Newfoundland or just was a plain person? In Newfoundland. Wow. Yeah. That, I think that show is very powerful. And it, it is. Wow, does it pull at your heartstrings. It really does. Two things about that show, because I saw it um, before it went to Broadway. And um, it, it was uh, in uh, D.C. But that's one of a show where my stage manager brain like freaks out like where I'm like oh, oh my god there are so many things going Moving on yeah. and I need to remind myself like people rehearse this like no <laughs> one's getting thrown into this like a stage manager isn't like on the street one day and then like stage managing the show the next and like needing to have all that coordinated I'm just like oh like because there's just so much going on and there I, is. I, my brain is like oh my god how does anybody ever do anything like this well because they all play like nine characters and there's like yeah. so many costume changes and they turn yeah. like chairs cha into a bunch of things yeah, yeah yeah um and then the second thing about that is oh, I feel like my face is getting hot um so I I'm just so overwhelmed I'm hot and Gosh, bothered I come from away. Remember that one time I got hot and bothered talking about thrifting? <laughs> hot and bothered about come hot from away. Um, well, no. So, okay. So I worked with the writers of that show like oh many, gosh. many years ago on a different show um, at uh, what a company that is now The Rev, a theater company oh. in New York. And um, so I knew about that show prior to it like being picked up and they had done like a some recording of it from some like mini festival or small festival but my favorite favorite moment was in me in the sky on this cast recording and um it's like the big like to me it's like the climax of the show um this moment where the lyric is so it's from the perspective of one of the pilots and she's talking about how much she loves flying planes and the lyric the line is um 
the thing that I loved more than anything was used as the bomb. Mm-hmm. And in this recording, it was silence after that. And it like that moment just lands. Mm. But in the Broadway show, it's now this big like boom after that line. Mm. And I'm like, no, can we just let like that moment like just sit for a second and then go back into the mm. – to all of like the chaos and like the music and stuff and I just yeah you like the original version yeah because it was just nothing it was like let that land like and then let's move on I don't know there was just something about that man can a theater moment stick with you yeah I mean that's really why you know the point of this episode like this is why we do this like there are moments that stick with us yeah both as practitioners and as patrons that like can stick with you forever because yeah there are shows that are so powerful but also like with Clue there are shows that bring so much joy yeah and like there is theater for for all of those moments there is theater theater to make you think there is theater to bring you joy yeah. like there is theater to give you other perspectives yeah. like theater, theater to, does so much yeah make you cry like yeah. <laughs> um sorry my <gasps> moment was <laughs> i worked on a production of west side story this was not the tour version it was um a different show or a different production and during tech um, so it's the moment after Maria and Tony, I guess it's after the ballet. So it's like that starts like in Maria's bedroom, goes into this fantasy ballet and then ends with them going to bed um, in Maria's bedroom. Mm, yeah. Wink, wink. yeah. And um, in tech, there was like the lighting designer, like something happened. So we had a, a star drop Um what, is that what star drop where it's like it's just like a black curtain with a bunch of holes in it because it's meant to look Ooh. like stars like a starry night cool. sky yeah and for whatever reason the lighting designer maybe accidentally like turned that on or whatnot but it was like a blank stage with the bed the two of them and the stars on and everyone was like oh that's it like that's that's how we end this piece like this number oh it was an accident it was and an you accident kept it. yeah Ooh. yeah and it was so beautiful like, that's so cool yeah yeah, it's know. those little moments where, like, I remember I was doing a production of Twelfth Night where, um, you know, she says in one of the one of Olivia's monologues, she says the clock upbraids me, saying like the clock uh, disrupts me. Okay. And I was doing this outdoor production. And right at that moment, the bell clock tower chimed. And I was like what (laughs) like it's those magical moments where you're like oh my goodness or like that moment in midsummer when amy playing titania did the whole speech about the the seasons yeah and the thunder cracked and you're just like this is impossible (laughs) like this is it's just so magical like some of those moments you just can't expect them and what I love about theater is like some of those moments are just like unplanned. And sometimes yeah. it's like the combination of humans on stage, the combination of people in the audience, like time and space that you just can't ever recreate again that just can create something so unexpected and so yeah. incredible. Yeah. Um, and that's why I love theater so very much. <laughs> <laughs> what are your favorite costumes? I have a costume that I think of very fondly. That same production of Twelfth Night. Um, I wore this super hot 
outfit that I like honestly like one of the sexiest I or like the most sexy I've like maybe ever felt is in that show also you know like Olivia literally just gets talked about as like this like gorgeous woman like constantly like how can you not feel sexy when you play Olivia because they're just like she's perfect and you're like thank you (laughs) but there was this there was this costume I wore it was this um like 1940s 1950s sheer black dress that I wore a black slip under and then uh i was a redhead in that show so i wore a strawberry blonde red wig and then i wore like this gorgeous black fascinator and these amazing like black 40s heels and wow because i mean olivia is in mourning at the top of that show so she was wearing black and wow did i just feel like the hottest shit in the world (laughs) In that costume. And I wish that I could recreate it. And I think about that wig all the time. Mm-hmm. I've wanted to go, I've wanted to dye my hair red so many times because of that wig. I just felt so pretty. Yeah. Do you have a costume like that that you just think of so fondly and wish you bought from them? <laughs> <laughs> um, I loved the costume that I wore, the red dress. Um in Duchess of Malfi. Ooh, I remember yeah. that dress. Tommy Elias, costume designer. Yeah. Um, yeah, that dress was just it was just I like yeah. The sleeves though. The sleeves, like I just felt like so yeah, like I felt beautiful in that dress too. And like, mm. I don't know. Because one thing that I love about theater is, like, getting to wear pretty costumes. Yes. So I'm just like, I just want to wear a pretty dress. Absolutely. <laughs> like, it's literally, like, yeah. as adults, we're playing dress up. Yeah. Like, that's what we're doing with yeah. our career. And, I mean, you can't deny yeah. it. You can't oh, deny it. And then for the um, the As You Like It that we did um, set in the, like, video game world, mm-hmm. in our production of As You Like It, my um, – the Rosalind, uh, Nathan – what who was our um like animator he put me in a red dress like also not knowing and i was like wait these are like this is the same yeah it was just it was a a cool moment i remember you being like wait is that malatesti yeah (laughs) dawn favorite favorite costume that made you feel sexy wexy I think my favorite one was actually, um, I loved that cheap red dress that I wore in Fool for Life. I was going to ask if that was your favorite. <laughs> yeah, I loved that dress. It it was like, you know, like... Polyester just, 80s. Yeah. Yes, it was 80s polyester, but it was like so fitting and so... It just felt like dime store sexy and it was yeah. just like I loved everything about that yeah. I thought that was the best costume <laughs> the bees I, knees yeah yeah I, that dress oh man I was thinking about it just the other day when I was thrifting for a Viola's dress I was like <laughs> I miss that red dress yeah. do you not have it it's in costume somewhere I think freaking love that dress I but, that. yeah that one and then when I was in um undergrad we rented my titania costume for our midsummer night's dream from american players theater which is where i saw that first shakespeare i ever saw we rented the costumes from there and so i got to wear this like professional Mm. you know professionally made costume and that was my first professionally made costume and i thought it was so gorgeous so yeah there is just something about like an elizabethan corset dress yeah. That just makes you feel like a hot wench, you know? <laughs> you just can't deny it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if we weren't Untamed Shrews, we should rebrand to be hot wenches. <laughs> Dime store Love sexy. It. Dime store wench. 
Dime store wench. I feel like that's my personal brand. Dime store wench. (laughs) Dime store wench. Untamed shrews, or also known as dime store wenches. Yeah. Oh, costumes are just always is are also near and dear to my heart because I just love clothes so very much. Love clothes. Feel the vibe of these clothes. Yes, honestly, I do, and I really love. I love secondhand clothes because I just love the idea that these pieces have had life. And that's like also why I love costumes because so many of these costumes get reused and people wear them and then a new character wears them and a new actor wears them and you like see a costume and you're like, oh, blank wore that and now I'm going to wear it or this and that. And they they have life cycles and they have, you know, they evoke certain emotions and uh, yeah, I just love costumes so much. They bring me a lot of joy. Okay. Favorite roles we've played? We've, I think we've discussed dream roles, but have we discussed favorite roles we have played? Mine would be Helena in Indecent mm, with Black yeah. Shakes. It just, what a special role. And I would love to to get back to that show. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I definitely loved playing, so speaking of James Cougar Canfield, <laughs> um, a production at Tier 5 that was a collaborative work called Meg, Joe, Beth, Amy, and Louisa, which is a story about... Uh, Louisa May Alcott, who wrote Little Woman, Little Women, and uh, the show itself follows both the story of Little Women, but also the real life counterparts that they're kind of based off of. Uh, so Louisa's life, uh, she had sisters that also mirror the characters in Little Women. So I played Meg, who is in the book world, and Anna, who is in the real life world, who mm-hmm. was Louisa's sister. Um, and I just loved that show. It was a very happy time of my life. Um, sometimes when I think back to like when have I been ha- when I when was I happiest mm-hmm. it was right before the pandemic uh and it was a show I really loved and uh it was a movement-based show uh, and uh, I love shows based off of literature and it was also had like a lot of folk music in it it was just really fun and it was really ridiculous and I love ridiculous plays <laughs> um so I loved it about I think I think that was my favorite. How about you, Don? Favorite role? I mean, it, again, it might have been May in Fool for Love, but mm-hmm. it's the opposite for me. That was a really dangerous role for me. Yeah. Um, I, I think that I could have used, if I'd had a lot more, um, so our director was amazing and I never felt unsafe in it, but I think intimacy direction could have helped me um, separate myself from the role a yeah. little bit. It was really hard to, mm-hmm. like, I, I think I described it once as like, I feel like, I feel like May is kind of my dark side. Like I can just see her like sitting in a bar, mm. like a d- dimly lit bar drinking tequila and like a recess <laughs> of my heart, like just yeah. like waiting to like come out. And this so Southwest really... gal, this desert flower. Yeah. Oh yeah. It was, vi- but it was very dangerous. Cause I just, I was actually almost the opposite of what you just said. I was in a very bad place in my life. I was at the end of a marriage. I was at the end of like, Mentally, I wasn't doing very well. Um, physically, I wasn't doing very well. I, my eating disorder was at its worst. So in a way, it was my favorite because at that time, it did allow me to like get out of that. And I think it actually provided like 
maybe a much healthier outlet than I was finding myself for mm. some of those darker feelings. But like when I was done with May, it was good because mm. I was like, I can't live, live in here her too long. Yeah. 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 I mean, I, it, it, yeah, I could have, I could have used more like actor mental health slash like there was just, I could have used more support in that role, I think. And mm. I didn't recognize it at the time. Yeah. Like it could have yeah. been better, but it's still, I loved her. Like I, I understood the character and like I completely felt what she was going through and I loved I mean next to Shakespeare Sam Shepard is one of my favorite playwrights because of the language that he uses and May has this amazing monologue at the end and it was just like I loved the language of that monologue I loved the dialogue of that show like I thought it was so good so I think that's one of my favorite roles, but I also think, you know, like Sean was saying the other day, he's like, oh, we got to bring back Fool for Love and do it, you know, here or there. And okay. I was like, I can't touch that play again. Like, yeah, yeah. it's not good for me, that play. It'd be better if I didn't. But outside of that, it was definitely um, playing Juliet in uh, opposite of John Way. Like, yeah. he he's such an amazing actor and he really, like, what he brought to Romeo just helped me understand like what to bring to Juliet and that play specifically that role in combination with him in that production was so wonderful and then I think that would definitely be my my second favorite and probably my healthier yeah it's so funny because one of them was at the beginning of that marriage one of them was at the end of that marriage Uh, and and the role so like perfectly reflected like what I was feeling very true yeah Yeah. similarly I would have said Desdemona was a favorite because I really loved Desdemona but she was also like a little scary you know um I've absolutely never gone through obviously what Desdemona has gone through but I have had my fair share of shitty men (laughs) um and i really connected to desdemona um loving someone so much um and feeling so connected to someone and you know quite literally like every night i had to be strangled and that was really scary and like i could feel like hands on my neck you know Mm -hmm. every night when I went home, you know, and even I felt very safe, but you, there's just things you can't separate, you know, and unlike May, I would totally go back to Desdemona and I would really like to, because I would like to just run that show longer. We only did two weekends. And I remember I was like, I feel like I'm finally her and it's over. So I would like a chance to do it again, but it was scary. And I was at a different place in my life even just six months ago and playing Desdemona then is very different than if I played Desdemona now. If I played Desdemona now, wow. Um, I don't know. I don't know what I would do. Like I feel very different. It's very interesting how you can love a role so much, but yeah, it can maybe be like unsafe or scary. (laughs) Or you're like, I love that role. Glad it's over though. Yeah, I would never take it back. I'm glad I yeah. played her. I, I'm, I mean, infinitely. It's actually, it's actually probably the reason I'm married to Sean. Yeah, <laughs> because of the remount of that play. Met, yeah, <laughs> but I don't think I, you know. So with I definitely am really glad that it happened and that I did it, but I, I couldn't go back. Yeah, you kind of brought up something. Scene partners, favorite scene partners. Yeah. John mm. Way, such a favorite scene partner. I will say mm. Christian Tripp. Favorite scene partner. He makes me feel so safe. I mean, first of all, he's just an incredible actor and an incredible human. But he 
gives you everything. <laughs> if you're on stage with Christian, like he is looking into your soul and there's just so much love behind his eyes. No matter who he's playing, he could be playing the scariest role, but he's looking at you with so much love and you know you're safe. You know mm. that nothing can go wrong when you're on stage with Christian Tripp. He, <laughs> I just love him so much. Um, so I would say he's yeah. one of my favorites. Yeah. I mean, of course, yeah, there are so know. many people yeah. who are incredible to play with, but he yeah. just comes to mind as someone that I'm just like, yes, Christian. Yeah. I mean, Cadence. I like oh, Cadence. yes. Duh. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Cadence is a great team partner. She gives so much. Yeah. Yeah. She was my <laughs> Ariel when I was Caliban. And we had oh, a yeah. lot of amazing yeah. chemistry, especially yeah. as best friends playing <laughs> not enemies, but sort of like Caliban and, and Ariel are so different yeah. in the way they interact with the world. And there's this great photo of Cadence and I as Ariel and Caliban, where I am like making the most angry face and she just looks like beautiful. <laughs> She's like, I am Ariel. And I'm like, mm. <laughs> as Caliban. I mean, John Way up there, Gavin Buckley, who played Eddie to my May, mm -hmm. loved working with Gavin. And then Vicki Thompson. Oh, yeah, she's <gasps> great, too. Yes. Love yeah. being on stage with Vicki yeah. Thompson. Yeah, yeah, she's awesome. <laughs> yeah, I was just yeah. thinking about her the other day. Yeah. I haven't seen her in a while. Yeah, but where is I she? <laughs> we need to last lasso her back Lass in. Noah Brown. Oh, oh Noah, Noah Brown. Noah Brown. It's now we're just having a love fest. Yeah. Too. <laughs> Alex Oliver. Oh, he was my fall staff oh, yeah. to my mistress quickly. Oh, wow. that man. I just yeah. sent him a text recently. He just got married. Yeah. Yeah, he did. Alex Oliver. To them. Yay, Alex Oliver. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like that's a flag shakes union, he and Jamie. So I Yeah. Like <laughs> uh, well, um, we're going we've been chatting about our favorite loves. I think it's yeah. time to wrap it up. What a feel-good yeah. episode. What a feel-good episode. Yeah, like yeah. happy February, guys. There is so much love in this world and times they be hard but remember why you love this and remember that art brings us joy and there are so many incredible moments that theater has brought each of us yeah. and um, hopefully has brought you out there on the shrew crew and if you're ever feeling like why am I doing this I'm feeling so overwhelmed so burnt out just like maybe sit down and write down some of those favorite people you've worked with. Maybe reach out to them, like yeah. send them a text, yeah. like maybe just strike up a conversation with some of those people you've worked with and just remember those good times and know that those good times are still possible. Um, and that, you know, those amazing theater moments, maybe get out to see more shows, like maybe yeah. really prioritize going to see theater just to remind yourself why you do this. And, um, and yeah, happy, Happy Galentines, happy Valentines. Happy Palentines. Happy Palentines. That's a good one. Yeah. Happy like, Shrewentines. It that Shrew doesn't work quite as well, but I I like Shrewentines. <laughs> happy Shrewentines. Yeah, just remember yeah. that there are so many people in this world that love you. And um yeah, just like use this month as an opportunity to feel the love. Whatever that may be, whether that's people or art or yeah hobbies or family yeah. you know yeah it's it's a good time it's a good month <laughs> it can be a hard month for some people but yeah. it's a good month yeah okay well thank you so much for listening to this month's episode of untamed shrews i'm hannah i'm don and i'm becky 
Join us next time in March for an episode with the ladies from Hedgepig Ensemble Theater and their Expand the Canon project. Yay! Yay! Follow Untamed Shrews on Instagram at Untamed Shrews Podcast and on the Flagshakes website. All episodes of Untamed Shrews can be found wherever you get your podcasts, as well as on sunsounds.org and the Flagshakes YouTube. Please subscribe to the podcast, leave us a review, put us in your Instagram stories, donate at flagshakes.org slash donate, or DM us about becoming a podcast sponsor help support the shrew crew this episode of untamed shrews starring don tucker becky zaritsky hannah fonts show art by calliope ludecker podcast theme song by cadence lamb podcast produced and edited by hannah fonts presented by flagstaff shakespeare festival and recorded with sun sounds of arizona special thanks to our audio engineer gina byers thanks gina bye Bye. shrew crew happy shrew and Happy Shrew and Tides. It's not a thing. It's a thing. I feel like, uh, uh, not Regina, Gretchen. <laughs> trying to make Pat- Stop trying to make Shrew and Tines happen, Becky. It's not it's going not to happen. happen. <laughs> uh, there you go. Anywho, bye. Bye. <laughs>